0: So, Mitch, I wanted to say thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, really welcome. appreciate you coming on. Um, obviously, in a different world, we'd be doing it uh, live together. We'd be in a room together doing this, but just not the way it worked out, eh? Um, but I'm really excited to hear your story because I've never heard it in full before. Um, so, yeah, you take it away and you can tell us your story however you like, sir.
1: Okay, awesome. Uh, yeah, so my name is Mitch. Uh, I work for the Alberta Seven Step Society, uh, which is a not-for-profit organization working within the criminal justice system. So I speak to kids, uh, high schools, junior Mm -hmm. highs, uh, and daily about rights, resources, and uh, choices, right? So my criminal lifestyle started at a young age, uh, which led into addiction, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was an addict before I even started using drugs in any way, right? Like, I, I was always distant from everything going on around me. Like, mm-hmm. so my dad has a severe addiction he's in recovery now. I think uh, at a young age, my first memory, well, my first couple of memories were, were witnessing him pretty drunk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember him almost dying at uh, my house in Dolay Zizamo. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, my sister, uh, Snapped him out of it, right? But he was resuscitated. But that wow. was the last time I saw him for quite a few years. Yeah. Uh, me, my dad moved to Calgary, and me, my mom moved to Toronto. Uh, we lived in 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 Deacon Lane housing. Uh, but I didn't have much compared to the other kids. I felt less than. Uh, I started to s- steal change, price tags on things I wanted. You know, uh, like my I, I'm at about eight, eight years old. Was when like my criminal lifestyle started. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, you know, and that kept going. Just before I turned thirteen, I was my bar mitzvah. My mom asked me, "What do you want for your birthday?" And all I really wanted to do was go live with my dad. So right. luckily, my dad drinking a lesson, and he was he was he all for it. My mom said yes. I don't think she really wanted to. So I moved to Calgary to live with my dad. And I remember when I moved to Calgary, things were good, you know. I was playing sports a lot. Things were a lot different. Uh I made some healthy friends and I remember one day one said to me, Do you want to smoke a joint? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. And I remember if like I found finally found what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. Like everything about it. It was not going well. I knew it was my escape from reality, right? And then I chased and chased and chased. I got more involved with the criminal lifestyle. Uh things got worse and worse and worse. Uh, until Eventually, after my first time in prison, I went to ARC, Alberta Adolescent Recovery Centre. I signed myself in there. I learned everything they, they, for recovery. I just wasn't willing really to work it, right? Mm-hmm. So I graduated from, from drug treatment. My mom and my grandma came there for the graduation from Ontario. You know, things were looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm lucky because I was also... Posting the lines in treatment, being very dishonest on occasions, and I almost got terminated. But I, I was let go for a month and got brought back, right? Mm-hmm. Then after my graduation, I, I was living with the grudge of family at first. Uh, but I started to to, to smoke crack again. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being my drug of choice, which I found in grade 12. Uh, you know, just after grade 12, I started to use my crack with my father. Mm-hmm. Which is part of part of the this is disease. The disease, right? My dad's addiction was pretty pretty severe at that point in time, right? So uh, just before graduation, I started to smoke crack with my dad. So what I'm going to say is, I was expelled I I in three high schools, criminal uh, activity, right? And I found my dreadful choice. So I went through ARC. Uh, just after ARC was was after my first time here in prison. I went to Lethbridge once I turned 19. I was in there for about five months, and then I went to ARC after. Uh, After ARC, I graduated, but like I said, I did everything they wanted. I didn't really want to do it for me. I still wanted to smoke weed and drink. That was my thought, right? So I went back to my dad's. I started smoking crack again, pretty quick, right? Uh, And then then my dad was accepted for a liver transplant. His liver was gonna be replaced, so it was a big surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I did with my dad before he left was let him crack for him. I wasn't really concerned about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he left. Uh, I stole a, a bunch of money from his company. I was smoking crack. I began smoking heroin. Uh, things got pretty bad. Eventually, my dad returned. He saw I stole the money from him, and he, he, he kicked me out. And things got worse and worse, right? I went on my own. I started breaking the law more. I got my first federal sentence. I did that, got out, went back to halfway house. It was years of being clean, relapsed again, violated my parole, went back to, to remand, given a chance. I went again, screwed up, broke the law. Then I went back to, then I ended up going to Drumheller. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, Things got pretty bad. I got involved with with with, with more severe criminals for sure, right? Uh, serious habitual offenders and things got pretty dark. My addiction had taken over big time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I completed my, my jail sentence in DRUM. Well, I got out, relapsed, went back, got out and then I'm done, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I started, I'm still doing crime regularly, uh, breaking the law, doing drugs heavily, mostly just crack cocaine and drinking, right? Uh, I ended up being convicted again. I went mm-hmm. back to Lankbridge, which was my mother' provincial prison. For my first time, I went to jail. It was a gang jail at this point. Did my time, got out. Then I said, I'm not going to go back to jail. So I began robbing people at gunpoint, drug dealers, thinking this was a good idea. So my criminalized cell was pretty severe, Right, like I went from banks to to robbing dealers to high speed chase, you name it. Nothing about it was okay. I was living on the verge of death. Mm-hmm. Everything I did, right. So I ended up being convicted. I did my time. I got out. Then I started to rob drug dealers at some point. Uh, after 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 I did that for a while, I ended up I ended up robbing a guy I was in drum with. I was a high ranking member of the same rang that I was affiliated with, uh, and he was on crack, he was a convicted killer, I robbed him, uh, and, you know, he, he shot, shot at me and my friends, he and my friend in the back, there was blood everywhere, you know, uh, I got away, Yesterday I was arrested, I went back to reman where I, I didn't think things would be bad. bad, I tried to commit police new suicide at first, that didn't work out, then I went back to Remand, where I was on one, one safe unit I can go to, uh, the gang unit that I was affiliated with. I went there, uh, thinking I could talk about it I was almost murdered. Uh, I went to Photos Hospital. I was in a coma for three months. Wow. Uh, we were here for two years. Uh, I, learned, I, I learned how to walk, talk, write, everything again, right? Wow, Which is pretty bad. Yeah.
0: That's um, intense. So
1: two years you were in a wheelchair. Yes. Wow, man. Yeah, but I still didn't learn, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I didn't realize it was my addiction, that it did all of anything to me, right? Yeah. I thought I would just if I would have just went right and left, things would have went differently, right? Mm-hmm. I went back. I moved to Ontario after after went to to Pinoca, like it's a bridge hospital in Pinoca, right? Called the Harvard Johnson. I did that. There's actually the thing from my unit there and it was there for six months okay. after being in for three months, six months in Pudels, and six months in Peroka. I graduated. My um, dad was finally in recovery. So I went to live, to live with my mom in Ontario. Uh, but I didn't realize I couldn't drink a drug. Right. I went with my mom, my grandma one night, uh had a beer right back into addiction. Uh I was drinking heavily. I got a joint oil her smoked it very paranoid. I uh, came back to Calgary for a visit. I uh, met, met Holly, my wife. Uh, uh, fell in love. Uh, but I was using my walker at the time. So up to the day, I tried to make drug new suicide. So again, I started. To, I tried to commit suicide by cop. I tried to commit suicide before that many times, right? Uh, again, I tried again. Didn't work out. Thank, grateful for that. Uh, Move back, back to Ontario, then I moved back to Calgary. I got a sponsor. Uh, finally, so, so you had met Holly earlier then. I just before okay. So when I was when I came back to Calgary, uh, I I was clean and sober, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for for almost at that point in time, uh, quite quite a while, okay. and uh, after the date, I felt defeated. I uh, was using my walker, the shame, the self-pity is all it really was, right? It would have been hard to fight that, man. Suicide, yeah. Yeah. And then that didn't go well, thankfully. Mm. I went back to Ontario briefly. Then I moved back to Calgary, got a sponsor, uh, admitted complete defeat, right? Mm -hmm. I started to realize that there was so much out there that could help me, right? Uh, Like when I'm in schools, I talk about... The, these, these these, pamphlets that I hand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about the kids' Help phone, yeah. 211, uh, addiction helpline, child abuse helpline, mental health helpline, and bullying helpline, right? All mm-hmm. the different aspects of getting help that are resources out there. I'm yeah. grateful. I was in AA and CA. I got a sponsor. Mm-hmm. I began steps for my freedom and for my recovery. Mm-hmm. I, I finally started to face the truth about myself. I realized. There was a power grid in me that could restore me back to sanity, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, For anybody who does, does everybody know what that means?
0: I I don't know, man. Yeah, it depends on who's listening, I guess,
1: when they listen, right? Okay, so uh, the power grid in myself that could restore me back to sanity. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm not not religious. Yeah. I've been baptized. I I got my bar mitzvah. Mm -hmm. I was on a culture diet in, in, in federal prison, right? Uh, okay. to see where religious people are right, mm-hmm. right. And that was the thing. It was, it was admitting that I can I, I on my own I need help, right? I yeah. finally able to open it up and ask for help. At first, I had a struggle with, with the God idea, mm-hmm. up, right? Like I thought God was all out to get me.
0: Well, that's not. a lot to digest, man.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. Like I thought God was out to get me. Like mm-hmm. I looked at my life, right? And it wasn't until. My dad's sponsor told me uh, God didn't rob banks. Mm. God didn't <sighs> stick a needle in his arm. You, know, you made those choices. Yeah. And then I started to think, okay, right? And then my wife said to me, you weren't delivering cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very true, right? True. I think it was hard to take at first. But then mm-hmm. I started to realize, you oh, I remember people saying to me at first, Give it 150%. If it doesn't work out, we'll recover your misery in full. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, well, because then I tried, like, I tried to keep clean, clean sober. I always went back, right? And, there, and there, it was back to misery, right? Mm-hmm. So I finally decided to believe in a power grid of myself, right? I realized how insane my life was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a, 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 a personal inventory. I worked on the good amount of my life, right? Step four. Mm-hmm. You know, the good and the bad of my life, right? Uh, The assets and the defects is what I wrote down, right?
0: Yeah, and how did you find step four? Like, uh, what did you find about that process? Because I'm assuming that before you did it for the first time that you didn't have much of an idea about it, right? So, like, how did that affect you?
1: Well, I I knew what it was about. Uh, When I went through ARC, Mm -hmm. I went through 1835. I went through Simonos. So you did have
0: an introduction then?
1: Yeah. i did i did I, but okay. i never i was never fully willing yeah right like i did it to the point that i could always walk away mm-hmm. you know and this time I, I finally did it i wrote down everything okay right? i i remember uh i went with my sponsor to Glemar Resbar, and we sat down and he was on his cell phone okay mm-hmm. Uh, said, this is why I laughed because he was on his cell phone, yeah, and then he put his cell phone down and says, Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And I kept looking at his phone, looking at him <laughs> talking. And finally I said to him, Are you recording me? Yeah. And he looked at me and said, Mitch, you're not that important. <laughs> you know, and that was kind of a, a smash mm-hmm. of the ego right there, right? Yeah. That was reality. I thought that I was such a dangerous individual. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, I did some pretty, pretty evil things, right? I'm not going to lie to sure. you. Yeah. You know, I did, I did almost a decade behind bars. Mm-hmm. You That's know, a big chunk months. of time. Yeah, a yeah. long time, right? Yeah. I, I lost the ability to cry. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't cry. I have a hard time processing emotions, right? Yeah. You know, my, which is my reality, right? I, there, I still struggle. That was the thing with the steps. Mm-hmm. It was a big struggle, right? Having to to, to make up the defeat, right? Mm-hmm. Step two, having hope, realizing there's a power within myself that can show me back like to sanity, right? Mm-hmm. And finally, making the choice to turn my will over, over to God as I understood Him, right? Yeah. Do my step four, uh, admit the complete defeat, and then you know what? And, 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 and do my step five. You know, it's a big one. And by by actually shared them with my sponsor after I admitted I finally realized I wasn't important, right? <laughs> uh, and, and he told me, You need to change everything, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I was a very sick individual, I lived selfish, mm-hmm. inconsiderate, dishonest, self seeking, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how I lived, right? And so, I, I, after, after reviewing the, the, that in my life, I had to. Uh, do six, seven inventory, mm-hmm. right? After my inventory, shortcomings, defects, right? Look at, look at the good and the bad of my life, right? Mm-hmm. And how I acted, right? That was the big thing, right? Is how I reacted to every situation in my life mm-hmm. that I faced, because I, I reacted the wrong. Yeah. I, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know how to react, right? And you know what they, they always say, uh, uh, fight or flight, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I was fight. And that, that almost killed me. Mm-hmm. You know, I so it was at the point now where there was a flight, I had to accept, right? Yeah, I had to work through my shortcomings, I had to work through all my defects, right? Which I thought was very funny because like they're very pretty, pretty simple, right? Yeah, self-centered, self-centered dishonest considering, mm-hmm. right? and considering, right? Hey, you know what? But the thing was as soon as I worked on one, another one would pop up, right? Mm-hmm. And there's there's hundreds hundreds of, of actual I have a list in front of me of liabilities right mm-hmm. and assets but they all stem from selfish self-centeredness right mm-hmm. they all stem from that and I you know and I can just go for self pity self justification mm-hmm. and I always was so selfish right mm-hmm. I finally had to start giving back. You know, I, I did a step eight. I removed the good in the bottom of my life, right? Yeah. I, I removed all the all the harms I did to people, mm-hmm. right? A lot of the things I couldn't do, there were no there were no amends I could make. Yeah. Because a lot of people were dead. You know, a lot of people lost their lives from the lifestyle I was involved in. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, there's a lot of things I can never I can never take back. Uh. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like that. I'm not gonna say. That, you know I was almost murdered many times right
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, like I, thanks thankfully my mom and sister were so far away i I really only emotionally hurt them right
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you know suicide attempts yeah. you know every, my drug use was so selfish right my dad using drugs with him right mm-hmm. was sick the self you know uh you know the trauma, I experienced experience as a young man wasn't my fault, mm-hmm. right? But the choices I made as a result was my fault. Yeah, right? like you know that's
0: important to distinguish, right? Like because at some at some point in time, no matter what happened to us when we were kids, um, we then become responsible, right? At a certain point for what we
1: do, right? Yeah, indeed. now I, I, I need to own that, right? Yeah. Like that yeah. was a big part of it because I, you know, and that was where my freedom lied mm-hmm. was by admitting that, right? Agreed, and yeah. so I, I was able to, to move forward. I did my amends uh, with my dad, with my mom, with my family. You know, a lot of my love I couldn't do amends with, mm-hmm. plus my criminal lifestyle. Uh, a lot of people, uh, I love the big book, it says, Do, do whatever wherever you can, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh. I to my sponsor and and for me alone, I'm not gonna say for other people. Yeah. A lot of people I involve I was involved with, they don't want to mend. Mm-hmm. They just want to shoe me.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I get it, right? Or they just want you to disappear, right? Yeah. So,
1: yeah. You know, and yeah. That, that, and the, and there's a lot more like when 79 says except when it's to do so would harm them or others, right? Mm-hmm. I have a wife, I have a son, I have a daughter, mm-hmm. a relationship with my mom, my sister, my parent, my mother and father-in-law, my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. you know, my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these are all would all be harmed because all these amends that I would like to be able to make, a lot of them have just in letters, mm-hmm. living correctly, right? Doing yeah. the next right thing. And you know, like once I was able to go through these steps the first time, I still continue on, right? Like, mm-hmm. I I don't think. Once you're done, it's over. Yeah. You know, I you know some people think that fine. It's whatever works for them, right?
0: Mm-hmm. For, yeah. If it work, if it's working for them.
1: Yeah, but for me, I've I've achieved some amazing things in my life mm-hmm. thanks to the steps I've taken, right? Yeah. So why would I stop? Mm-hmm. That's the big thing, right? Like yeah, and like you know, uh, step ten, you know, uh, promptly. Mm-hmm. You know, like living, living correctly is all it really is, right? Yeah. You know what? And and, and not being the selfish, self-centered, considered person I was. Mm-hmm. You know. And yes, I make mistakes. I'm not an angel, by yeah. any means, right? Well, like we're struggle.
0: you're in recovery, not a saint, right? Like no. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then and then, uh, you know, I will say I was hearing people in recovery say ninety in the inventory. From what I've read in the big book, mm-hmm. uh, an inventory at the end of the night is step 11. is right? mm-hmm. so step 10.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So I, I, you know, so I, my step 11, like 86, 87 in the big book, right. On awakening, yeah. I retire. I, I like that. I listen to it on YouTube mm-hmm. regularly. I'm way to work. Right. Yeah. Uh, every night I do, I do an inventory. I look at right the good about my life, right? I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, but I see that's the thing, right? I will say, David, I don't look just the bad. Mm-hmm. I look at the positives.
0: Well, you got, you want to see a whole picture, right? Not just
1: part of it. Yeah. yeah. And then and, and, and by, by showing that gratitude for the positives, it makes it easier to stay in recovery. Yeah. You know, and then I, I just give back what's been so freely given to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, i'm very grateful for that right uh after after i after my first set of steps uh, in 2015 your dad married me and holly
0: oh yeah man he he, yeah he he loves seeing you guys we bumped into you at that park a, a while back yeah he just loves seeing you guys man
1: <laughs> yeah, they're amazing I, I, yeah I, you know, and life really changed right like when i moved yeah. back to Ontario. On uh, um, uh, while I was doing the steps, uh, after my first, uh, I was almost uh, done step ten. Mm-hmm. I, I went to, back to university. Nice. I went to Mount Royal. I went. To, uh, I went for the ad- additions ad- 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 certificate course. Mm-hmm. I completed honors. Congrats, five as One A plus. Congrats. I did well, uh, I was lucky. I was on H. H is welfare, welfare mm-hmm. for, the, for the handicapped. Because it was yeah, pretty. It's, it's a sure income for disability, right? And I, I was yeah. right. And plus, with my criminal record, there was there wasn't looking for a job happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I got married to Holly. Right? Yeah. Uh, she said you look for a job. So I applied in 1835 for recovery acres.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Got a job. They like right past on. my record. Got yeah. Lucky, right? I was a night counselor for over two years. But due to my limitations, I I couldn't move up to days. Mm -hmm. I still struggled, right? Uh, Then I moved on. I went and worked with high risk youth at John Howard Society. Right on front line before issue took over, uh, which was amazing.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: You know, I'm very grateful for that. Uh, Just uh, towards the end of that, uh, August twenty second, I had my son Levi. Yeah, pretty cool.
0: Right. Hey. these are
1: huge changes these things were never yeah. happened right
0: so uh, how long have you and holly been married now five years uh, almost
1: six almost six oh, yeah. over six now wow over six now
0: yeah Un- i can't believe how fast time goes man <laughs> so grateful yeah that's amazing so it's amazing and that's thanks to the work that i've done and continue doing right yeah there's yeah. no question you can't replace the work man got to do the work.
1: And then I got the job I do now. I speak yep. to kids around yep. Alberta about rights, resources, choices, change, addiction, right?
0: Yeah, that's um, awesome.
1: And so kids realize that, you know what? You're not bullproof for long. Yeah. You know? I remember when I was young, I was thinking about how bullproof I am. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and and that, that lifestyle you think is going to be so grandiose. Yeah. And it's gonna go the right way, right? With addiction and criminal lifestyle, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And it doesn't Things
1: get
0: bad quick. Well, and yeah, yeah, and you go around because uh, you you go to one of the schools that I talk to as well about it, which is which is really cool, man. And the fact that uh, you can talk about it from a perspective of knowing just how unlikely it is to succeed in that lifestyle, right? Like, like how how lucky do you have to be? to be one of the ones that doesn't die from it or spend the rest of their life in jail, right? Yeah. Like, what's the likelihood of that? It's not very
1: likely, right? No, they, there's, no there's not a lot of people that I could apply, could apply for my job. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I, but you know, I remember my spouse was saying, you'll be amazed, mm-hmm. you know? Like, the things that are gonna happen in your life, right? Yeah. And like even like this job by mm-hmm. it, it's like designed for me. It's pretty amazing, Mitch. I <laughs> and now I go around Alberta. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, last year I did a virtual. Uh, yeah. I think since since I've in last two and a half years, I've spoke to thousands and thousands thousands of kids right on that
0: yeah i'm excited that you're doing that because it just it brings a level i remember when i was young i don't know what it was like for you um when you were young but i don't remember ever being talked to about this stuff like in a real way like where someone like yourself would be would come into a classroom and when i was in high school and actually give us the truth about drug addiction. Give us the truth about the crime that goes along with drug addiction, right? Because a couple of the, I mean, you're, you will have friends like this too, obviously, but a couple of my friends, every crime they ever did was drug related, like oh, yeah. 100%, right? Like, um, and it was related to their addiction
1: issues yeah. with
0: those drugs,
1: right? Yeah, it'd be totally, right? Like, uh, you know, I didn't break the law. <laughs> hmm to not do drugs yeah right? like everything <laughs> involves drugs
0: right?
1: yeah and you know and then and then i got i got deeper deeper into that that what they say game right of mm-hmm. the game but that's what they call it right
0: well and yeah i guess it's a game uh, there's just no winners really right like um and i think that's the hard part is that the i mean how do you win at that game <laughs> like yeah. what does a winning score look like
1: Right. Well, and it's you know it's funny like the amount of guys that I know have been murdered, you know, mm-hmm. they, you know a lot of amount of guys I I know guys who've died in custody. I know mm-hmm. guys in, in jail for the next 30, 40 years, you know, life.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, uh, have you have you thought about it, man? Like, how many of the people do you know still that are alive? Like, have you ever? done the math
1: <laughs> like yeah, i know so, it sounds pretty macabre but you know in the course of a decade uh, i 20 over 25 friends of mine wow. killed connected to organized crime yeah right? that, that, that they were involved in right yeah uh, i was only affiliated right yeah. uh since then over 50. wow yeah or like killed by police human in crime yeah you know, yeah. overdose, the numbers mm-hmm. just get bigger daily, right? Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: yeah, the overdose numbers are incredible,
1: right? Like the versus, It's crazy. Like, when I worked at at, at John Howard, mm-hmm. I was trying to give naloxone. Yeah. Naloxone, the opioid reversal, right? Mm-hmm. If someone's overdosing on, on on generally fentanyl. Yeah,
0: generally down of some kind, right?
1: Yeah. You inject them with naloxone and hopefully it pulls them out, right? mm mm-hmm. There were times where I injected a kid with four thousand milligrams. Wow! I and mean, I mean, he still wasn't didn't come to until EMS got there.
0: Unreal, dude!
1: And say, it's say like, that and again. How many kids. milligrams? Four thousand. Jesus, dude! Yeah, and you're talking about kids, right? Like oh, and these, they're not they're not adults. These are kids, right? Some yeah. of them are at the young age of fourteen. Oh, God, that's awful. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I'm not I, surprised. You know, it's unbelievable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really I is, man.
1: When I go daily, right? So yeah. I'm very grateful, right? Like my, my, I work at a high risk house, right? Alberta Seven mm-hmm. Step. Yeah. Uh, we're funded by the Bird Law Foundation, so it, which allows me to speak to kids, right? Yeah. I'm grateful because then they actually listen to somebody who's been there.
0: Oh, hundred percent, man. I mean, those same choices. Yeah. I guarantee, I I guarantee that if I was, if I had someone like yourself come into a class when I was growing up, Mitch, like things would have been different. I'm sure. Like, you know, just the simple having that hands on. And now I'm saying this and I could honestly, maybe I did have someone come in and talk to me. Right. But I, I just, I think, like, I would remember that, you know? Um, but I, I guess you, maybe I wouldn't, because I drank a lot. How far,
1: how far so. was the, the
0: addiction taking over at that point, though? Well, honestly, it kind of did take over, so. Yeah, exactly, I, right? I was pretty out of it, so at that point, yeah, I, you know what? By the time I was probably
1: 15, I stopped listening, right? You know, I just stop listening. Well, most addiction starts at 15 years old. Yeah. That's what they say, right? Yeah. And then, uh, but the thing is, when we turn ourselves out, mm-hmm. like it, it, until I admitted to complete defeat, if I, mm-hmm. until I was ready to accept I had the problem, I had handfuls of people tell me you yeah. have an issue. Right? You have an issue, I yeah. When I was in grade ten, there was a speaker at Wisewood, and I think I think ten minutes into it, I left and went to get high.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So and he was right. I know that the program I worked for has been going for forty years. Yeah. So chances are pretty good, right? There was somebody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know it is right. And yeah. like I know, I know generally con class. I know now they have mm-hmm. legal studies, right? Yeah. I know that it would have been in calm.
0: Mm-hmm. So I.
1: But, I, but again, I, like I I know how I was at that age. Yeah. And the speaker it would have been a good excuse to leave.
0: You know what, dude, as you're as you're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, you know what, you're right. Chances are pretty good. I was just getting higher drinking, right? Because when I was 15, 16, and 17, drinking was important to me, right? Like it, it meant a lot to me. I did it a lot. Um, and much like yourself, I probably would have taken the excuse to leave campus, right, and go drink.
1: <laughs> I laughed just because I know the, the insanity, right? I got That's you. like you laugh, right? It's yeah. like in early recovery i didn't understand that
0: you know how we could laugh <laughs> yeah
1: like they, i didn't i could i looked at blue minutes and they were laughing I'm like, yeah well how are you guys having <laughs> so much fun yeah it's so stupid too hey <laughs> yeah. well that now i look like now it's like like even when i talk to kids in schools mm. sometimes i giggle and, yeah. and, and, and i'll explain to them and i'm like if i laughed mm. it's because uh, about me actually thinking about how insane that was totally right? yeah a lot of it is i can't control my facial feature features as well right mm-hmm. which is another big limitation um, for my life yeah you know because my brain's and be almost murdered i have a really difficult time smiling mm-hmm. i really have a difficult time laughing like not, yeah. not i can't laugh yeah. i laugh wrong time oh sometimes i got gotcha. you I laugh at the wrong time, I okay. smile, I look mean, mm. you know, which, is a, which affects everything around me, right?
0: It, it like, sure would, man, because it's hard to tell, right? People wouldn't been even know, my wife. has it?
1: Oh yeah. yeah, I'm very grateful that she's willing, been willing to live with, deal with my limitations. Mm. She like, seems you know, pretty
0: awesome though. Like you guys seem I, pretty awesome.
1: I got, I got lucky.
0: Man, I, I, think little... I think you both lucked out, actually. <laughs> yeah. I think more than hurt more than me, though. I, <laughs> no, I, I, well, I, I mean, I, I, mean, I guess time excited. will tell, but time yeah, will yeah, tell. She from, seems man. pretty awesome, man. You guys, well, and you guys are both awesome, so. We're in a home now. We, we both have
1: cars. Yeah. My life has just changed, right? I know those are material, but, like, the fact that I can pay taxes, hmm the fact that I live correctly, right? Yeah. I was told that I would never drive again. Mm-hmm. My doctor, he signed a statement saying I'll never drive again. Yeah. I got the help from the Sheldon Humer, the car program at Sheldon Humer Hospital. Yeah. To me, accessible resource. And they helped Why me not? get my license back. I did virtual training. So I got oh. that back, right? But that was well, all thanks to asking for help. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know? That's incredible that you were able to get your license back. So, so how did they do that? Like, is there a program you apply for through? You
1: know, I, I, the car program, community, community accessible resource. I did a virtual okay. driver training. okay, And then I went and did the, the I got a, I got a, 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 I think it was like a, my license was flagged at first. Mm. Yeah. Just to make sure that I, I, I'm, I'm up to par. And then mm-hmm. finally got, I got, got it thrown out. Like just my license now. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, congrats. Thank you. That's everything, right? Walking, talking, you know, I'm still involved with therapies that Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be involved with for the rest of my life, right?
0: Yeah, well, I I mean, do you find that your life is just better because you do treat it like you do take care of it?
1: It is, it it can be better. It can be better if i do more physical, right? I still have quite a bit of physical pain. Mm-hmm. that's light though i think a lot of it won't go away because my doctor told me your back is is, is grinding because of the way you walk yeah and eventually it's gonna get worse and worse and worse right yeah So uh, and that's life i have to be yeah. very careful with any medication i do take right because mm-hmm. i have to remember my recovery
0: yeah i hear you man it's it's that's a tight line to walk right trying to Make sure you take your medication so that you don't overdo it, right? Because oh, yeah. it can be it can be overdone really easily if if oh, we're not yeah. paying attention.
1: Yeah. I know, I know for me, I, I could get pretty extreme mm-hmm. narcotic medication for yeah. my pain. I, I don't go there. I, yeah. I just t I, T3s, T4s are the max for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and 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 for with my addiction, they don't really work. Yeah. i was such an addict, right?
0: Mm-hmm. That's like, Yeah, well, That's I mean, it does, it takes, on a, it takes on a different, uh, it's a different animal, right? When you're trying to make sure that you don't overdo it with every pill you take, right? Like,
1: Especially when you have the recovery mind. Mm-hmm. You think about it, like, did I need that? Yeah. Was and that, then, was that at all? And then you start to like on yourself, right? Yep. But again, see that that alone, I'm grateful now. I know it's the that's the disease mm-hmm. trying to pull me back.
0: Yeah, it's always messing with our brain, right? Like you know, yeah. I'm over eight years,
1: eight and a half years. Congrats. Yeah, and and like and but I still fight it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's sneaky now, right? Yeah. It's still people sticking in there. It's yeah. eventually that's where it would go, right? Yep. but it's it's uh, yeah. Maybe it'll be, it'll be different this time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound. It still is apparent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's still,
1: it still picks its ugly head around the corner and says, mm-hmm. "You know what? Maybe it'll be different next time." Until like yeah. you know, I just stop myself out of it, right? Yeah, I, I've gone. I, you know, I, I make phone calls. I I think a lot of time I just called. I know that I need help, mm-hmm. which I, I I don't think that's a <laughs> recovery. Mm-hmm. People need help. There's always help out there.
0: Well, and that—that's the valuable. That's one of the most valuable things about this, us doing the the podcast and continuing to do them, even though now we're doing them by a Zoom, because um, Darcy's in Lethbridge um, now, but the, we're able to reach more people actually by able to, doing it by Zoom, right? So, because there's going to be a couple of people that I'm able to connect with over the next couple of weeks from where I come, where I'm from, California, Um, I've got a friend of mine who actually is in recovery and he's gonna be coming on the program from somewhere in Tennessee or something like that. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's amazing what we can do, man, because your story, like being able to share all these different stories around, we have people who listen and watch from like overseas. There's people who watch from, we have, I think, Russian viewers, we have Irish viewers, um croatian (laughs) i don't i don't know anyone personally in russia or croatia but apparently we have some listeners over there um so i mean this is why we want to do this is because i know there's people that will hear your story right and be like oh shit like that there might be something for me right They, they might be thinking they can get they can maybe get some help too
1: I, you know what the thing is? I want people to know, David, is say, no matter how far bad things get, mm-hmm. it wasn't until I was 33 years old that I was able to turn around. Yeah, it wasn't until 35 that I had a job. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. like, yeah, yeah. like
0: that puts you know, it in perspective, Mitch. Right? Like that puts it in perspective, man, because you've come a long way, man. For Having your first job at 35, right? Like, yeah. it's pretty incredible, Matt. But I've
1: been nothing lucky, right? The thing is, well, you know. You, lucky I, lucky means you've prepared as well. And think what God's done for me. Yeah. You know? For sure. And I, you know, I, I, like, I, like I said to you, I'm not religious. Yeah. I do believe in God. You know, I believe that there's something bigger than me. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, it, Purely healthy, right? I go to church regularly with my wife, right? Mm-hmm. I, I like that, the idea of, of church. I, I enjoy it, right? Yep. Plus my son and my daughter. I want them with mm-hmm. that close connection, you know, so that they can they make friendships there that are healthy. Yeah, there's freedom. something
0: to be said about the fellowship of a church too, right? Like oh, much, yeah.
1: Yeah, much yeah. like our
0: the 12-step programs and stuff like that. But, I mean, people, a lot of people for a long time have found such solitude, like um, not solitude, solace with that fellowship of of like-minded people, right? Who believe in um, that power greater than themselves, and whatever they call it, it, it still gathers us together,
1: right? Yeah, exactly, right. Yeah, you know what? Like, like no matter what, success is possible. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's mi- the biggest thing I want people to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, like. It's, you know, everybody's story is a bit different, mm-hmm. but the feelings are not different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the selfish yeah. and self-centeredness, you know, the, the, the guilt, the shame, the remorse, it doesn't The hopelessness. Yeah. 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 It's like the same feelings ran to the lady who had her kids taken away. Mm-hmm. To me, sitting in Drumheller and Ava with Cell, right? Yeah. It doesn't change, right?
0: Yeah. Those feelings are so consistent, man, like across so many spectrums of people, right? Like, yeah, it's so consistent. Well, do you, do you want to, do you have any more you want to share? Because I tell you what, I'd like to finish it on whatever you want to say, man. I'm
1: good. I'm good. You yeah. Know? Like, you know, uh, I, life is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm grateful. Uh, biggest thing is the fact that I, I have a family yeah my job Mm -hmm. the fact that i get to share with kids daily yeah hopefully they hear me right yeah well i know
0: they do because i i talk to some of the other classes right like and my sister just loves you man like and and it's it's such a small world right because um when when she told me mitch i knew exactly who it was i knew it was you and uh, even though there's a few mitches that i know in program but um, I knew for sure it was you. It's just such a cool, small world, man. Yeah, um, totally. You're making an impact there. For sure, you are,
1: right? That's, and that's, that, that's a gift of recovery. Yeah, for absolutely. Like the fact that I've got I have so much back in my life now. The biggest mm. thing that I got back is the fact that I like me. Wow. You know <laughs> what I mean? Pretty, like that's pretty big, man. Well, that's something I didn't have for so long, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: I'm I still working so on empty. that one. <laughs> I
1: felt so empty, empty yeah. and, and lost, right? Yeah. I still have hard days, mm-hmm. but I have a program to work through it. Yeah. I've had natural support around me that will help me no matter what happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and you've worked hard to build that support and bring it in to exactly what you need, right? And, and also, I'm sure of this, because you are very supportive of other people as well, that when you create that support network, you're also feeding that support back to other people who need it, right? Because
1: the biggest thing, yeah, it's like when people said to me, I'll love you, we'll love you too, you can love yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't really understand that. I totally do now, though, right?
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Because, you know, like, I still work on loving myself. And I've been around mm-hmm. for a long time. Too- right? Um but I do know that every time I go to a meeting of like-minded fellows and ladies, like I, I know that when I'm in there, I'm getting exactly what I need. Right. Like exactly what I need. I've always gotten like some sort of love there. Right. Like the, even if it was just simply that love of being allowed to be there. Right. Um, Being able to sit there and just shut my mouth for an hour sometimes. Right. Yeah. What a gift. Totally. Um, Yeah, man. well, Mitch, I want to thank you so much for coming on. um I, I just, I want to, yeah, I don't know how to thank you, so thank you. Uh, I really appreciate this. Um, I, I appreciate the option to do it. Yeah, oh, to do it. Absolutely, uh, it's a no-brainer, right? Like the fact that when you approached me the other day, the fact that we hadn't done this before s- surprised me actually. <laughs> so, because it just makes sense that we would have this conversation, right? So,
1: yeah. Right on, man. Is there anything else you want to share before we? No, there's nothing else. Uh, can, can you do me a favor? Shoot. Can you forward me a link, a copy of this? Of course,
0: yeah. As soon as okay. as as soon as Darcy gets it downloaded onto his computer and have everything's done, we'll
1: send you a copy for sure. Okay, and then, uh, so I'm sure you can cut this part, right? Yep. Was that okay? It was great. Yeah, Okay.
0: it was great, <laughs> man. Thank you so much, Mitch. It, you know, I just, it was just nice talking to you and hearing yeah, your, your story is just incredible, man. Um, so yeah, so he'll, he'll get it ready to go. So this one will probably come out. I think we're going to try to get this out by Wednesday. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so we'll send you a copy of the link as soon as we get it done. Awesome. Okay, great. Thank cool, you so man. much. You're very welcome. Thank you, Mitch. You hey, have a great night, brother. Hey, man, you too. Take care.
1: Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedoms Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation to Freedoms Path Recovery Society. All donations go directly to Assisting Freedoms Path and providing their services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedoms Path or any other organization. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed this podcast.
0: This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stoney Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chinooki. We acknowledge the Satana, Kuredane, and the Métis, Inuit, status, and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people.